That's a metaphor for how we're interacting with AI in general. Like we need to understand high level what's going on and how to feed it and then what to do with the results. Welcome to Unmiss, your go-to digital marketing hub. I'm Anatoly Ulatovsky, here with expert tips and exclusive chats to boost your online game. Let's get started. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, guys. Welcome. Welcome. Today we are going to discuss about a billion dollar mind, how you can create such healing, how you can set up your goals and achieve them, especially today when we have AI. For me, it's a golden era. The first time that was when internet was appealed and uh, someone who jumped the first on the field, they got a lot. Today we have the second chance and I use a lot AI. I increased my revenue results because of AI. I'm so excited to discuss more about automation and AI with Jalali Hartman. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on here again. And uh, the, with that introduction, it makes me look like uh, I've aged quite a bit, which I have because Starting and running internet businesses sounds fun on paper a lot of times, and it is not as always fun. Um, but this is the reason that we're all here, I think, and the reason that I'm I'm here is the internet is like this. And it, I actually kind of date myself. Like I wasn't even they didn't even have internet in college, so that's because I remember some some folks going over and starting to use this lab and send some emails. That was kind of about when I got introduced to it. But for me, you know, I grew up in this small town in a very rural. And the internet was this thing where you could make a billion dollars, right? It was suddenly unlimited sales, uh, you know, unlimited potential. And I think, uh, you know, you fast forward quite a few years and it's like, well, some of that is true. Um, and there's a lot. And I think you you mentioned this earlier. It's like, this is the golden, the golden age of for those that know how to leverage this channel, basically. So... So yeah, I just wanted to I wanted to go through uh, you know answer any questions, but just go through some of the things I'm seeing working, both from the AI generated content to you know in general, like how are these machines crunching away at our information, and how could we make a difference in that? Awesome, awesome. Yeah, looking forward. I love learning such topics, uh, AI, and uh, what I found, I can set up something new. I can test something new, experiment with AI every single day. And, uh, but I see another picture when people can lose jobs because of AI. And for me, uh, they lose jobs because they didn't adapt to AI because I only increase my results. I don't know what kind of future will be when probably Terminators will come to the place and kill all human beings, uh, but we still have time, you know, to adapt to AI, to use this tool in the smart way. And I think people lose jobs uh, because not of AI. They lose jobs because of someone who adapted to AI and can replace them. So if you adapt and think how you can uh, get more with AI, nobody can replace you. You have a lot of opportunities to grow. Jalal, you mentioned that you start, you uh, grew in rural uh, area, small uh, area. Can you tell how uh, for someone uh, who uh, probably can live in uh, small town, uh, villages, I don't know, it's uh, such places, how to go ahead? Uh, uh, what to do from your experience, you know, when you have such obstacles, uh, small resources or zero resource what to do 
Yeah, no, that's very, it's very daunting. And um, <clears throat> I don't want to indicate that everything I've done has been successful by any means. So that's the first thing is if you're, if you, if you have this vision of getting out of the spot you're in to another spot, like expect it's going to be a little bit painful and you're going to fail. So like, just get that, get used to that. Some of the failures I've had have been embarrassing. Um, some I shouldn't have failed and I did. Some of it was absolutely my fault. Most of it was my fault. Um, occasionally you get market problems and employee problems and different things, but, but yeah, so I grew up in a very tiny town in Northern, uh, United, North, Northeast United States in a town called, in a little town called Derby line, Vermont, which was right on the Canadian border. And that was about all that was there. And there was one factory in our town and they made screwdrivers and tools and different things. And every day, most of the people from the town went down to the factory and worked at the factory. And then every day at 4 p.m., they were done. And I remember riding my bike there thinking there has to be something different that I can do. I want to travel and I want to, you know, <clears throat> be free from a desk or, a, you know, a location. And that's what got me interested in the Internet early on. When I first heard about that, I thought, surely this is something where you could just make money anywhere. Really, that's all I was thinking. A lot of us are on here is like, just, oh, I want to be skiing with my friends while making money right after college. And that's really kind of what drove it. But now fast forward, like you said, we're in this golden era. Um, if there's people here, there's probably a couple different types of groups of people that will watch this. One is they're just starting out. So I just want to kind of address that, like just starting out. And the first thing I would say is forget about the internet part. You need to come up with a product or service that you're just really good at and are really passionate about. Um, avoid the trap of like finding a product that, oh, that would work if I just drop sold it or get, you know, cause you need to have some expertise and it's going to, it's going to be a long haul and you got to kind of be interested. Um, I don't know about you, Anatoly, but I, I would, next I would go and I would spin up a Shopify store, not to pitch Shopify, but it's a pretty easy platform. Um, get my product loaded in there and then <clears throat> it doesn't matter what kind of business you're doing from there, you're just basically setting up some funnels. And by funnel, I mean, you have traffic on one end and you have a series of steps you're trying to get people to take when they buy. Those are the two things that you have control over, right? As a marketer. So, um, and and I think that's where I would kind of pause. So I'd get my idea and I'd be really, <clears throat> you know, I'd really think a lot by my idea. I might go and ask my friends about it. Hey, like, is this a burning like would this be something you would buy is this a burning need that you have or is it just some idea that i like that i'm hoping that everybody else likes so it's a kind of kind of do some work up front with that and then it's just you've got to learn these skills of funnel optimization and traffic generation which sounds like a lot if you're not doing it some of you are already on here like probably do it um in your sleep but there's a lot of resources and I think we could probably post some links and things for maybe you probably have some other podcasts where you learn about the basics of SEO or the basics of paid search or social media. Um, and then the basics of what happens when someone comes to a website and how can I look at my analytics and how can I optimize based on that? So um, that's where I would start. Um, I've started this year about four different, uh, or I've been on the board of or started about four different companies, each in e-commerce and I'm kind of assuming like most of those won't work, right? Like we'll probably get one that will work and that'll be good. Um, they're fun, but it's like, you always have a, this dream. So anyway, yeah, so that'll get you started. Um, I like talking about the scale as well. Um, did that kind of answer your question, Anatoly? Yeah, of course, a hundred percent. You remind me our first episode 
when you shared all the valuable insights about AI impact, you know, uh, so valuable. So guys, if you want to learn more about that, you can listen to this episode as well because I got new insights and right now I couldn't agree more with you about focusing. You know, for example, uh, my brothers asked me to help them to create content about accounting. I, I don't know what accounting means. Uh, I, of course, I know this word, but <laughs> I, I'm not expert on this topic. I'm not professional. And I try to play with ChatGPT and I couldn't create any valuable, only generic information. Uh, that is why it's important to focus in one specific direction. So uh, if you ask me to create content about ACO or digital marketing, by the way, you don't need to ask me. I, I do it every single day you know, because it's my topic. I can learn about that. I have experience. I can create great content about SEO, digital marketing related topics. But I'm so bad with weight loss, with uh, accounting because it's not my direction. And today I think it's even better to pay attention to specific direction to become the best and think how AI can help you with that, how you can go ahead. Uh, so let's talk about uh, finding ideas. For example, you know, I think in marketing, all marketers adapted to AI. I don't know, probably not all, but almost everyone, 99.99% adapted to AI. But in accounting, I don't know who adapted. I, I spoke with a uh, few great experts who earn good money, uh, real big money, but they don't use AI. They even don't think how to adapt to AI. And uh, when I asked them why, they replied to me, nothing changed for 20 years. <laughs> you know, 20 years in this niche, it's all the same calculation. You know, uh, Microsoft, uh, Cospoint, other software, uh, QuickBooks, nothing special. So. For 20 years, accounting uh, can spend time to calculate all, all this data without AI. And even today, when we have these AI tools, they don't adapt. I think in the future, uh, it will be hard to compete with someone who ad will adapt to AI. Uh, and for me, it's better to do it today when you can, uh, but it will be hard tomorrow. Uh, Jalali, can you tell how to adapt to AI for someone who is not familiar with that? Okay, they have experience, know the topic, uh, yeah. earn good money, but have no idea how to use AI. <laughs> right. So yeah, let's, that's great. And it's really interesting, your, your story, because about SEO, I want to come back to the SEO for a second, because yeah. it's really relevant to AI. Um, but the first thing is just, let's just quickly cut through the hype here. There's a couple different things that you're going to hear a lot about chat GPTs, the, um, that's, a, that's an AI that generates text, or you ask it something, and it's, it gives you all kinds of content that you can use. Um, the, I think the thing that you touched on is it pumps out the same generic content for pretty much everybody. So you still need to be a human and you need to know how to prompt it and feed it and get the stuff back that you need. The other one would be like AI generated videos or imagery, right? So that is great. It can give me an image and give me a video. I had a recent um, one of our projects, a recent uh, thing where the AI generated video did better than the one that we sent a, a TV crew out to film. 
and edit and cut for months. It took like about a month of them doing that versus about 20 minutes, right? So you kind of get an idea where that's going. But I want to go back to the SEO because that's actually why I like this podcast. Um, SEO, so SEO optimization. And if you're if, if you're on here, you're a digital marketer or you've been doing SEO for a while, you are the original AI experts. And let me just kind of say what I, why I mean that. Um, I had an interesting journey where I started in SEO in digital marketing back in like 2000, 1999, when it was first starting and Yahoo stores and all these different things, you really could make a huge difference by making small changes, right? Um, then I got into hardware, software, self, you know, voice, self-driving, all these autonomous systems, which is really fun and really interesting. And they use kind of general, same similar concepts, but the, the issue is that the money is actually in the digital marketing. Right. We are the digital marketers are the first wave of early adopters, people actually using and making money with AI. Right. And that's actually pretty hard to find if you get into robotics or any kind of other thing. There's a lot of very cool things to look at. And we are getting efficiencies and different machines taking the place of humans and so on. But it's really SEO. And the reason that it is is because this is the key. If you want to be good at AI, the same way that you are changing the way you signal to Google or Bing is very similar to the way you change and signal to any of these big AI platforms, right? It's small incremental changes. It's understanding what's important to them, to the machine. It's making sure that you're sending that machine clean, clear data in the right way that you want it to understand. A lot of the things I see people coming with SEO and they're very complicated approaches. Really, <clears throat> you just need to feed that engine the right information in the right way. Um, I can give you like a a real simple example, if anybody wants to do it, we could, I don't know if you want to pull up, we can pull up the screen or put a website. Yeah, in yeah, sure. Uh, but but explain to audio listeners as well. Yeah. Um, so this is a, let me just see, I'm going to, I'm going to take the, I don't have, okay, I'm going to share my screen. Uh, one second. Yeah, um, you can click present and uh, okay. start screen. Um, so this is like a real quick thing. Everybody's, you know, you're, so let's say you're, you're, uh, Okay, you're 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 thinking about how can I leverage AI? So I'm going to go here. This is a real simple thing. This is, might not make sense to you at first. I'm going to go. Um, okay, so Google site speed. Speed. So I have, as it, let's say I have a website. I'll, uh, I'll just put in one of my one of my websites in here so we can see. Um, let's say I I'm. I want to really leverage AI. The tendency is to go out, I'm going to like get on chat GBT and I'm going to create a whole bunch of content. And of course there's thing isn't working on our development uh, on our presentation, but actually what's happening is we are already sending all kinds of signals to AI machines that have huge impacts on our business. Um, you mentioned accounting, true accounting hasn't been quite as AI out as the rest of it, but from a website perspective, we're in our metadata, we're telling the machines what our website's about. Um, in our social media interactions, we're, we're saying whether we're important or not. Um, this is what I'm trying to pull up just in our Google gives us a tool, a tool to um, tell us how do they view our website in terms of speed. They want us, Google has a simple, they just want to provide good results, right? Fast results that load right and look good and are easy to click on, right? So if, if at a very core, we're trying to do SEO, which is in essence, a big AI algorithm. And we have a junky site that hasn't been updated for a while and isn't performing right. Then we're sending these signals saying, we're trying to get good rankings, but 
you're not understanding how the machine is reading this and that's a speed is a big thing. So let's just say an example is get out of the mindset of let's create a bunch of content with ChatGPT, which you should, you should be doing that. We could look at how to do that if you want, but it's, it's more of, um, it's more of just understanding you're already in this big AI environment that has huge implications, whether it's your YouTube video, getting interaction up front and, and getting into the YouTube algorithms or Google search or your Google AdWords. Uh, the most common AI mistake I see when you go into a company is the Google AdWords conversion goals are not set up correctly. So think about you're spending all this money, you're spending all this money, but you're not telling this AI what is a, what is a success. Right, so the AI is just spinning and trying to figure it out. And a bunch, you probably have a bunch of meetings and you change your creative and you change your landing page and you do all these things. But that is just a big machine that just wants to know when it did a good job, right? And so it can do a better job the next time. And that's how we need to kind of think. So we're already in an AI world. If you're in digital marketing, it's happening, like you said. If you're not aware of it, um, you are going to be out of a job soon. If you, on the other hand, it's the best opportunity in the in the in my whole career that i've ever seen to get good at understanding what's going on with these machines and how does it impact traffic and conversion and get really good so you can you become like an operator right yeah you are going to be doing the same things but you can control and pull the right strings and that's i think what we want to talk about more about at, you know as you get kind of into your career awesome awesome yeah valuable i agree uh i think um today we have a new uh job uh prompt expert so operator uh prompt expert can set up the right prompts and can edit results because if you have no experience you can't use even best practices anything uh, without experience it's almost impossible and uh, i i never use best practices i tried but i found so much personalization during the process uh, i can ask uh, a lot of new questions to get different replies i can edit to play with this tool sometimes i can quit the chat open new chat and start from scratch <laughs> because i can explain to ai what i want to get so that's okay it's part of the process but it saves so much time a lot of time and and can I ask you, Martin, have you seen good SEO results with ChatGPT content? Yes, so of course. GPT, right. So, yeah, you, that's a key point. If you want to explain, like, what do you do? What did you do exactly? And like, how do you, how do you, how are you getting traffic growth using that ChatGPT? Oh, I use a lot. Uh, and uh, uh, I use for PR, for link building. Uh, for okay. example, we got mentions on CNN, uh, Business Insider. Uh, investing.com, Dow Jones, uh, uh, Market Watch, many big websites by using uh, PR uh, and we created content with ChatGPT. So I didn't ask ChatGPT content listed on those big engines. It's just. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it's not like to ask, please, ChatGPT to write me press release uh, to earn a bunch of links. Not. We, we, we write a bad copy. Uh, but collect data themselves, then we can uh, set up prompts, uh, play with tool and create great content by having this data. I, I can't uh, rely on ChatGPT to collect data. Uh, we do it themselves. Uh, we get great SEO results with AI written content. Uh, of course, we edit a lot. We edit. Uh, and uh, my best approach to write a bad copy. 
so uh, I am terrible writer. If you ask me to write great text, I can't because I'm terrible writer. I, it's not my strong side, but I know what I want to get. So I can collect data. I'm good with collecting data. I can spend time uh, online. We use a lot from personal experience. We cooperate with great experts. Then we collect data, edit content on chat GPT to set up prompts in conversational tone. And yeah, we, we get a lot of SEO traffic. And uh, even some content, uh, for example, I check some content with AI detectors. These detectors can show it's AI written. Google doesn't care about that. Google cares about quality. <laughs> you know, Google, uh, Bing as well. Uh, don't think that if AI detectors can tell you it's AI written. Okay, who cares? It's AI written or not. People need quality. Google needs quality. So if you, if you can create with AI valuable, uh, something new, unique content, then don't care about a, a, a detectors. You can care about that if you uh, play or hire some copywriters, want to check them, I'm not sure about the quality. Yeah, you can analyze like uh, uniqueness. But if you know that you did it yourself, if it's your job, if you trust your writers, then you don't care about AI detectors, just uh, do your job. And yeah, uh, Google ranks well this content if it's quality. That's amazing. That's one of the coolest things I've seen. I've tried some, I've done some experiments with Google or with Google and ChatGPT. Mm -hmm. Just to like recap, like what you're saying is the computer's content is actually, even though the Google knows it's written by another computer, is still serving it because it's just good result, right? It's mm -hmm. a great book. So that's, a, that's amazing. I, I don't know where that's going to go. Like, I, because obviously you could create a website that has I think you know Google Google cares about something new. Uh, for example, if you hire writers who rewrite your content manually, but if uh, people can find the same content, then it doesn't work. Uh, it's not like to write in other words, to uh, rephrase, to change the structure. It doesn't work. Uh, you can't beat original copy. It's like you know, for example, when I ask my friends about a new movie, I often get reply, nothing special. The same plot, I watch a lot of similar movies. So I, I'm not interested to watch this movie. I think users are the same. They can find some content online on Google, on many resources. But if you rephrase this content, provide the same, but written in different words, it doesn't work. But if you provide something new, valuable, even written by AI, nobody cares. <laughs> Everyone wants to get value. So, yeah, I think uh, collecting data and uh, editing with ChatGPT works perfectly fine. <laughs> so uh, let me tell you a tactic I use. You're an SEO expert. So I, mm -hmm. I was trying to get uh, search traffic for the term Raspberry Pi. So the mm -hmm. little, little like IoT computers. So I know a lot about Raspberry Pi, like you're talking about every, all these different experiments you can do and how to get on, how to develop them. So I took this framework that I understand and made a framework of content. And then I used ChatGPT to uh, basically develop out the content. So if I just had said, ChatGPT, write me a blog post about Raspberry Pi, that's, there's nothing original, that, but, but since I'm, I, it's an area I know something about, and then I'm able to guide the output. 
that gives me many, many times better quality and quantity of basically blog posts or whatever I need. So I think that's where, you know, that's a metaphor for how we're interacting with AI in general. Like we need to understand high level what's going on and how to feed it and then what to do with the results. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I want to ask about automation. Uh, we uh, touched AI, but can you tell about automation? Because uh, people are looking for ways how to save money. I, I always do it. I'm so lazy, you know, <laughs> to do yeah. some job manually. And if I use automation, yeah, it makes me happy because I can make a lot more things, creative things. Uh, and I often, you know, in my team, I have uh, many virtual assistants. <laughs> the last time I started to hire them a lot because uh, when you do some job manually all the time, it's, it's boring. Uh, I, I don't like it really, but uh, I know some people are good with that. If it makes them happy, that's okay, you know. So that is why I usually hire them in my team. So tell your tips about automation, how to use automation and AI. Um, yeah, so automation, and we all on this call have probably, we've probably all done like large spreadsheets, you know, different things where you're just copying yeah. things over. over. Um, my sister's name was Anna. And we used to call it automation because we'd just give her a task that she'd spend hours on. You know, it's just like, hey, sit over here and reform and all this stuff. So, um, so yeah, so kind of the key to, and the reason that I am so involved in automation now is that is how you feed the machine at a scale, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's very hard for a human to work with a lot of data, like, you know, uh, at a scale that a computer can. So, so when you're setting up your framework, like, how am I going to use these technologies to grow my business? you have to have that live flow of information, whether it's, hey, orders are flowing over here, or hey, we got feedback from this product over here, or it has to be an automated system. So a lot of times you go into, let's say, if you're, if you're listening from a larger organization, it almost feels like insurmountable. How are you gonna get like politically or logistically get things automated, right? It's like you've got these old systems, people are emailing reports around, like it's just, um, how do you get to that point? And um, you're going to run up to things like, well, we don't have the dev resources to build this complicated thing, or we can't, you know, it's just like a, that's happening all around. So don't feel bad. It's called the uh, digitization gap where there's just not enough people and not enough time to like suddenly get everything upgraded. Um, so I look at tools. I use, I do a lot with Google Sheets. I do a lot with Zapier. Um, anywhere, Zapier is an amazing kind of product I'm not, I'm not promoting them or I don't have any like connection to them but just kind of think about it it's like one tool where they took all these other platforms that you can kind of just one quick connect them all together right so when I was coming up in the industry it's like we had to that might be a six-month integration to do an API with someone you know so okay well we want to partner with this with QuickBooks over here we want our data to go into QuickBooks but like no it didn't exist so we'd make a big dev effort to do it we'd get on conference calls with them that kind of thing right now it's just one click automation data should be able to go back and forth and this is my challenge for y'all as marketers if your data can't go back and forth you don't have it in a model that's clean enough to kind of manage yet right like if you have your customers are all segmented and and nested together or you have data in different spots Right? That's not only a problem internally for your automation, but it's also a problem for the AI. The, the engines want clean, like easy to coordinate, collate, and kind of understand data about your business. So if you do nothing else, you want to start on that effort today. Like 
what do we have for information? How do we get it cleaned up, organized? How are we going to work with this? How can we avoid humans in the middle of some of this stuff? Awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah. Automation is great, but can you tell how to analyze results at scale? Okay, if I use automation, uh, it saves so much time, but uh, some errors can appeal you know because of automation you can't control the process so tell your methods how to uh minimize the number of errors uh and yeah to get accurate results yeah so uh, yeah you're right it's a lot of times you you get on these automation pushes and you end up with just more information than you had it's like you're just drowning in information but you still can't tell i spent five dollars to make fifty dollars right like it's so that's the most common things like you're just trying to understand what's going on in your, in your your analysts and your people are giving you more reports to look at or your seo guy is giving you a chart that looks like it's looking good but you're, you can't really tell how it ties together so again it goes down to in this new golden era that you're talking about we have to make decisions on what is important data what are the key things that we need to know about our business and then what are the key things we need to signal to the engines Right, that's as important as our board members. It's we're telling our board member how our revenue is going. We need to tell this engine how our landing page is working. Right, it's like we need. There's we're we're trying to get these machines to help us, but we don't. So my biggest advice is if you're unclear and you're jumbling spreadsheets, I would kill all of that. I would delete it. No, don't delete it because you probably need it for your board meeting. But like. Let's get, as a team, let's get your team together. Everyone's involved with the data. Let's get one central cloud-based file that is every key metric that you need. And if you can't fit it in something that's easy to understand, you need to go back and, and refine your model. Like you're trying to capture too much information and deal with too much. I guarantee you can get that business down to a few variables. And I guarantee you can get a live dashboard of what's going on. That would be your first thing. And then you're going to have a situation where all your systems aren't talking. That's where you need to think, okay, how can we get these systems talking better? You know, is it, mm -hmm. is it something like Zapier? Um, but I know it's a lot of info, but that's, you know, again, my message is always like simplify. AI is nothing new. It's just, there's a lot of hype and a lot of everybody's excited about it, but it's like, it's how you feed it that matters. It's not, the machines will take care of themselves. It's like, you don't have to understand you know, what's going on, right? You just have to understand, I give it this and I get this. Yeah, nice, awesome. I, I love it. Um, I want to ask about you. Uh, in the previous episode, we chat chatted a lot about AI. We do it now, but I want to know about your schedule, your discipline, consistency, because um, I have students in my network who are looking for ways how to grow, how to learn from scratch. And um, I usually consult uh, big clients because really guys i have no time for everyone so i skip a lot of propositions i think it's it's okay uh we share some valuable insights on this podcast we can share on blog posts but really have no time for everyone but anyway i want to help these people who often reach out to me to ask me questions what to do and how to be consistent uh the main reason people give up you know uh, they want to get results fast I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to become an Instagram expert, uh, influencer overnight, no. LinkedIn expert. It takes time, you know. Uh, and uh, I know some uh, specialists can't get results for 10 years. 
you know, I think it's okay. You can make everything wrong for five years, but you can acquire experience. Experience is more important than anything else. And uh, I know one YouTuber who got like uh, a few million uh, subscribers. And he told me he acquired this experience 15 years. And for 15 years, he got like uh, 5,000 uh, subscribers. Today, he has a few million subscribers and he started to grow fast after getting this experience, after finding the way when YouTube short feel. So he used this trend, you know, to get results. So tell about your consistency, about your patience and uh, advise our audience how to be disciplined with getting results. Oh, if I could go back in time, I've had probably a hundred websites that I've owned. And I've met, I've let many of them expire, the domain names expire, because I was like, this is not working, right? If I had all of those assets now, like I would be totally set for life, right? Just from the traffic from those websites that I had started back in the late 90s and so on. Um, so that's my first message is yes, you're gonna pay some domain fees. Yes, you're gonna pay for your website hosting. Pick a topic you're good at, keep at it. Don't even worry about like, oh, if I got 10 subscribers or zero subscribers, just keep putting it out there. Now, that's why you have to be interested in it, right? I cannot make a 10-year push about a topic I know nothing about or I'm not interested about, right? It's just, it has to be flow from you. Um, the, the next thing that I think is just, uh, you know, in terms of terms of how to be successful, I am, I am obsessive about the numbers. I have multiple screens of Google Analytics live going on all the websites that I'm responsible for. I can tell what the source of the traffic is, where they're going as they flow through it. I'm going back through the end of the day or the week or the month and saying, well, okay, what happened here in my funnel? How can I make adjustments? I'm constantly running A-B tests because I now I have a picture of what's going on. I can see, well, small change makes a big improvement. Um, but yeah, it's a, you know, the web wants to know that you're the best result. You're the best content, right? And so that sometimes means it's you've been around for a while and you've, you've gotten some interaction and other people like you. So yeah, don't get discouraged again, but it's, it's going to take about 10. I found with these web businesses to get from zero to like it's actually working, doing something. Uh, it takes about 10 times the effort I thought it was going to be. Right. So it's I I always think, oh, I'll be on a weekend. I'll start a new thing or, you know, I'll, I'll something. but it's like that's not going to work like like that. It's going to be you're going to get some initial results and then you're going to have to really keep at it with the steady updates and tweaking and probably spend some money like, you know, on on either content or traffic or both. So. Um, I guess I have a question for you is what if someone's just, let's say they just came into, let's say a mid-sized organization, the boss is saying optimize SEO. What's the first couple things you do? Uh, I usually prepare uh, the plan, spend time with website. And if I'm not familiar with topic, then I started to learn about this topic. For example, when I got uh, a big client uh, about online games, I played a few days on these games. I just played. I didn't prepare anything. I need to understand uh, the game. I need to understand why people play on these games. So literally, I spent time uh, playing these games. I got uh, 16K. You know, uh, just to play these games. <laughs> and I told my son, you know, look at P 
people pay me <laughs> to play on this game. Uh, he, he replied to me, you are lying. It's impossible. I play every single day. Nobody pays me. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's part of the game. You need to understand the product. If you don't understand the product, you can be successful. So I spend time with the product. When you understand the product, then it's better to collect data about audience. Um, you can learn the audience if you f are familiar with product, if you're good with this product. Uh, you don't need to be expert because uh, experts spend year, you know, experts spend year to learn uh, or develop some products, but you need to know how it works. Then collect data about users, customers, why they buy, what kind of pain points they have, and think how you can decide their problems. Then when I know the audience, customers, I know the product, I'm looking for channels. And uh, I often surprise my clients to tell them, no, you don't need SEO. <laughs> look at why you need SEO. Uh, jump on this field, why not? Uh, look at, uh, it's a big opportunity. For example, even TikTok. Phew. On TikTok, you can get a lot of results today. Uh, everything what you need to do just to create content to satisfy your audience. For example, for uh, games, card games for adults, uh, I advise to film uh, Facebook Reels because on Facebook Reels, it's adult audience and it's not enough content on Facebook to satisfy this audience. So you can win organic reach. Uh, of course, uh, in most cases I help with SEO, but it's not like to do what all competitors do. Uh, for um, a few big trading websites, we change everything, all approaches. Money was good, really good money, big money. But I told we don't need to compete with these billion dollar companies. I have no idea how to, overcome these billion dollar companies. They have resources, a lot of resources. We found the way what these companies ignore and where uh, the gap, gap in market. So we spent time to find the gap. We created a lot of tools, forecast different uh, crypto prices, uh, currencies, and uh, set up alerts to collect emails. Wow, it works well, you know, it, uh, it brings a lot of traffic, a lot of results, a lot of sales. Uh, and my main goal is to uh, use what competitors ignore. It's not like to overcome them. If you ask me to film videos like Mr. Beast, I can't beat Mr. Beast. He's so good with video content. I have no idea how to do it. He spent so much time to learn about that but yeah, i usually choose what mr beast can ignore <laughs> you yeah. know so uh, uh, i did it the same with uh, weight loss supplements we, we cooperated with one client uh, over two years and all results in the top 10 from a billion dollar companies big companies psychology name them real big companies but mm -hmm. we increased traffic from 100k to 700k because of finding what competitors ignore, what they don't do. Um, yeah, it's my main approach to learn product, to understand the audience, to find the marketing gap, uh, something that competitors don't do. Because all clients can show competitors and tell, I want their traffic. Okay, we can take it, but uh, in different channels. <laughs> that's really interesting. Yeah, that's a... Uh... It's it's sort of like if you want to if you want to pick away at a big competitor, find some niches that they can't they don't have time to yeah. focus on, 
and get really good at those niches and they end up either then they even have they have to compete with you or they have to buy it from you basically is how it happens yeah so, uh early on ebay was an example ebay was not into golf but golf was a huge there's a lot of buying and selling of golf right so it's like there were a lot of golf startups that helped you sell on ebay right mm -hmm. and then actually one by one ebay bought them all because like ebay oh golf isn't big enough for us right now we want to be in whatever category was you know gaming or whatever was big then right so so that's that's really interesting the other thing i just want to point out to everybody listening is that you this is in fact so you create tremendously good content you have a good subscriber base and now you're in a position where you're turning away people that need help from you right so it's like, uh, uh you know uh, i don't feel good about that i really don't feel good because i want to help everyone i want to but i have no time uh, i have no time and uh, i often increase my <laughs> consulting services yeah because i have no time and uh, the last time um, i even pay more attention to clients where i have uh, some part of revenue so um, yeah. yeah i got a few clients i help so them I, I guess my point is you don't have the time because you've created good content and put the content out right it's like you've yeah. created and it's just be and it just comes naturally to you because it's what you're interested in right so what you're good at so that's what i think you're a good example of that is you didn't you're not you're not trying to sell anybody seo at the moment or your services even but people are going to hear this and be like well he knows what he's talking about maybe we should call him right and that's the difference between trying to just create content that you're constantly selling like people in your network in my network will watch this and share it right just yeah. because it's, it's useful and so i think that's when you're thinking about your new startup or your business that's what how to think about it is people hire need to know something or need some service or product like how can you what are you good at that you could sell to them right it's not i have an idea and i hope that i can then go find a market for it it's you you're already probably knowledgeable about something you know and it could be very obscure so um so i think anyway this is an example of all that working and then the way the ai kicks in let's just say is um if everybody likes and shares it or says it's good or there's a whole number of signals that you're going to send on this video youtube's algorithm will start to show it more right yeah so they, then the next thing so that's how we can all like you, it's a really be a good test like if you i'm not saying go like and so i think that's cheesy to go like and share or save this or whatever subscribe mm -hmm. but if you do that, you're going to see this video start to pop up, right? And that's because you're doing it. You're signaling the machine, hey, I like this. And that's kind of what this is about. Yeah. You know, the last time I started to stop worrying about subscribers, followers at all, because all groups are so smart and some channels get million views and they have no a lot of subscribers, followers. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, for example, on YouTube, I don't subscribe to many great channels, but YouTube recommends these videos because YouTube knows uh, that I like this content. Uh, if I subscribe and don't watch, it doesn't help. YouTube won't recommend this channel. So it's the same with all social media. Today, we need to think more about uh, sharing value, keeping audience longer, uh, about providing something new and to play with that so yeah it, it it brings results and about ai oh it's a golden era right now it's the chance to uh, adapt fast uh, i remember when i thought okay if uh, a new channel appealed i will jump uh, appeal tiktok 
but I found that it's not for me and I usually uh, ignore channels if I have no time or interest or uh, I don't like to create content on this channel. I think TikTok is great, but it's not my channel, you know. Uh, if And for example, uh, many great experts like, let's imagine, Seth Godin or I don't know, Stephen King. These guys don't film uh, content on TikTok because they are good with writing. They can write great text. They don't need these channels. So uh, I think uh, it's a big mistake when uh, companies extend to almost all channels. You can yeah. stick with one channel and get great results. O of course, algorithms can change, but you need to collect emails. You need to find the way to adapt to new algorithms. Uh, yeah, you can use to a few channels, but don't try to get everywhere to be everywhere you know at least to have experts who can do it <laughs> so yeah I, I agree 100 don't get get very very good at one and very very get get your model down because what you're trying to do is you're you're spreading your let's say you have a, a thousand customers and they all come and like your channel they're only going to do it on one of the channels at a time right so you're trying to you're basically you're trying to tell the engines hey we're popular we're popular but you're just trying to do it in too many places and then you never get anywhere. Like I'll say, people say, which one should I be on? I'll be like, which one do you like best? Get very good at that one. And then maybe let's repost and reshare some of it on the other channels. But you're missing the point. Like you said, it's like these, you need to get that YouTube, just quality content. Even if you have 10 people that truly watch it, great. Build on those 10 people, go from there. It's an incredible amount of work, right? As you know, like it's not something, I know people that occasionally have gotten rich quick, right? Like they spin up something and next thing you know, it's viral. That's not what happens, right? Mostly for most of us. Yeah. It's long, slow, it's educating. And you talk about, so like, what is my, I'm not a perfect uh, specimen. I don't, I have a lot of flaws. I was, I was fortunate when I was younger to get some good mentors. And those mentors taught me things about like my schedule my planning, my like focusing, my work, right? So every day I'm contributing to every project a small amount. Right now I have one pretty large project, but I'm like, I'm just constantly signaling saying, okay, I have one more little piece of content, one more backlink, one more, I'm gonna check the conversion on this. I'm gonna do this here. I'm gonna change this alt tag, right? Because I'm, I'm just looking at all these signals and all these properties and saying, how can we make it better and better, so. Yeah, love it, love it, awesome. And I have my final question. Okay. Um, I asked this question before, so I'm going to adapt to change a little bit. So, um, you know, technologies are growing fast. AI can surprise every single day. I think uh, it's only the beginning of this journey. So I, I'm not sure about the future, uh, what kind of future will be how it looks like but i'm excited i'm excited because i'm early adopter to everything uh i'm trying to uh jump at anything that future uh brought for example marketers on tv and radio didn't lose their jobs they adapted to digital and today everyone can adapt to ai to virtual reality to anything that will bring in the future i want to ask you can you tell how you adapt to new technologies? Uh, I see when people procrastinate. And that's okay if something works, but anything, uh, you still need to find the time. You need to find the time to think how to adapt. Tell your methods. Technologies are growing and what you do to adapt fast. Yeah, it's really hard to keep up and it's getting harder. Um, so first of all, there's different personality types that 
are more adapt to like or more likely to adopt something quickly. So you're you're probably an early adopter in a lot of cases. Like you you want to try new technologies. It's okay if you're not totally like that, but you have to have somebody in your organization or a division in your organization that is doing that. That is free from the day to day. Like this is how we work now, and is looking at how we're we're going to work next. If you're not doing that, and you don't have that in place. A lot of the, I don't know about the uh, other different countries, but like in the U.S., you can even deduct that expense. Like it's R and D credit. That's just you can take it off of your profits, right? In a different way, that's that's beneficial. But it's, you've got to be doing the new things. And if that's not your personality or skill set, find that crazy college kid or somebody that's just in the know to tell you what's going on. Um, I wish there. This is what we need. We need an AI that says. Like watch these 12 podcasts to learn everything you need to know, right? That's the problem. There's like so much good information, but it's like hard to know which is good, what's good and what's not. Um, but but yeah, it's, it's all out there, um, all the information. And you shouldn't feel uh, like you're behind. You can catch up very quickly, right? Because you don't have to know how to build these AI machines. You just need to know how to interact with them, right? You're not trying to write AI programs ever. I mean, some yeah. of you, but it's, you see what I'm saying? It's like, it's not that daunting. It's, you need to know how to press the buttons like the old factory workers in my town I grew up in, right? It's like, that's what you need to know how to do now. And it's not that hard and just dig in there and start on it. Yeah. I think in the future, we will have three companies. The first company will develop AI. The second company adapt and implement AI. Yeah. And the third company will be obsolete. Who can leave the trade <laughs> so uh, i can't develop ai i can't update this tool i know these people are so smart you know who can do it uh, sam yeah. altman many other great people engineers yeah, they make history uh, but i can implement ai to my yeah. projects if uh, i think everyone can do it today it's accessible to anyone just think how you can do it just spend time to play with this tool even if you can't get great results Jalali, it's a big pleasure to get in my show i love it so valuable you always share this valuable insights awesome great i recommend awesome. to anyone to follow Jalali on social media to keep learning from him tell the best way how to keep learning from you how to reach out to you how to follow you yeah, if anybody wants to say, say probably best thing, connect on, on LinkedIn and just send me a message. After the last episode, I got a bunch of uh, messages. I'm happy to answer questions. Or if you're like trying to like just get what direction should I go? Uh, or what do you think about this? So I'll do the best I can to kind of re reply. But that's probably the easiest way. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Great. All great. right. Great. Yeah. Have a great afternoon, everybody. Thank you for having me on here again. And yeah, we'll, uh, big pleasure, big pleasure. Yeah, you're so kind to share those valuable insights, these valuable bombs. So I need to think how to adapt to all your uh, tips. Guys, you can find the link to LinkedIn account uh, to the website. Um, kept companies, so you can uh, find you great you services. You want to set in there for you? You got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have the subtitle. I'll, I'll add to the podcast episode so you can find in the uh, links section. Okay, guys, thanks a lot and see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Unmiss. Enjoyed the show? Drop us a review on your favorite platform and help us spread the digital marketing wisdom. See you next episode.